Hello everyone, welcome to week five ENS Football Podcast. I'm here with my favourite two people in the world. I say that because I say that every week, but it is honestly and truly a pleasure to have back Mr. Timothy Spears. Wolverhampton Wanderers, how's it going? I mean, it's week six, really. Well, but we can't. <laughs> what a start! This is a, well, it's not. This is a sore point. We filmed last week. We broadcast last week, unfortunately. Oh. And Joe, you were here last week. You're here today. Joe Bassey, everyone. The episode we don't talk about. It's the episode we don't talk about because it was a very good episode. Tim wasn't here. Probably the best one we've done so far. By far the best. Not, had... not as a direct result of my dad. Hopefully. Wow. No? Oh, no. We filmed probably 50 <laughs> minutes of gold. Liquid gold. And unfortunately, the transition between recording it and getting it onto the laptop and broadcasting it slightly went awry shall we say now it wasn't through anyone's fault in particular however we move on we prepare and we're back again so it's a bit of a two-week break but at the same time international week we're refreshed we're ready to go we're excited how are things were you slagging me off during the podcast he got, he got, a, bit, he got a bit of stick didn't he yeah he got quite a lot of stick really? didn't he yeah. Joe Edwards is the, the, the better looking more Suave, sophisticated kind of wolves. More knowledgeable. Suave. More knowledgeable, would you say? My suaveness. He was, was better. He was better. Better all round. Yeah. What's wrong with my suaveness? Well, we'll see what you like. we'll see what your suaveness is like in Newcastle this weekend. You're fighting night. for your place this week though, Spurs. You could No, no seriously. seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quite <laughs> seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Not only that, but professionalism, just about to start the podcast. Spears opens up a flipping pack of extra. Doesn't even offer us a chewing gum. No, 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 no. It's gone past it. Just forget my coffee. Beyond the point of no return. Two weeks ago, it was a Costa, wasn't it? It It was a Costa Costa. two weeks ago. And now you're going to be chewing. Look who's got a coffee here. One member of this team all out for himself. It's just unbelievable. Well, we we know know who your friends are. That's absolutely fine. I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won't give you too much stick. I'm going to give you some stick as well, Mr. Massey. You hasn't heard talking about old school children's TV yeah. of the classic and you better have known this as well you don't know this Trapdoor oh Trapdoor Trapdoor trap yeah my mate's my mate's got one on DVD we, I have it's like a it's like a 4am in the morning kind of ritual after a few beers how just, can you not just, have just watched Trapdoor trap doors on never heard of it the blue that blue little monster Trapdoor obviously lots of plasticine monsters it was just genius I can't remember can you remember the theme tune no I used to no. watch things like Funhouse yeah, that was Pat Sharp with those two, the Melanie twins. Yeah, 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 yeah. when you're like 13 years old. We all know about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You really wanted to ride that car and get those tokens in you. That was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Trapdoor was classic. I feel I'm, I'm going to bring you an episode of Trapdoor to watch. Stop okay. it and tidy up. No. Never ever. Oh, look at the look at. No, come on. You are literally. What channels are these on? Cha- I think, was it Channel 4? CBBC, like the only channel, or mm. CITV? Queen's Nose, I watched that. Excuse me? Please. Wants to rub the 50p and get wishes. Where did you grow up? <laughs> Glamorous. In like France or something. <laughs> right, I'm moving on. Let's, Let's talk, talk about football. I'm yeah. talking about football because you, you've gone down a couple of notches in my estimation. Right, let's talk about, let's start with Wolves. Spears, you're here. We were there Tuesday night. I mean, wow. Ouch. Uh, exclamation mark. It's because of you weren't around the match report, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's basically what my tweets were. What, what's going on? I mean, I, I didn't see that coming. I don't think you did either. No, it was a bit of a shocker, wasn't it? Um, it's just quite worrying, really. You can kind of already see a few divisions in the camp, almost. I mean, you had... You had uh, a few of the players kind of putting their arms up um, in frustration, like, you know, what's going on after like, a third or fourth goal went in. 
you know, not happy with, I imagine, the formation or the lack of protection they're getting from a non-existent midfield. And then 10 minutes after full-time, you've got Zenga saying it's, it's the player's fault. They gave up. I never want to see that again in my life. I mean, you know, it's strong words, strong words. And yet the players could turn around and say, well, look, we went 1-0 down. You put an attacker on in Cavalero. And then there were four midfielders mm. who, in Champman style, you'd class as AMs yeah. or... LWs or RWs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will know what you mean by that. Everyone will definitely know what you mean. Left wingers or right wingers. We've all, all done right. it. We've all been 2 0 down in Champ Man, 20 minutes to go, and you've just gone, you've just gone, throw caution to the wind. Yeah. You've gone 5, gun 5 AML, RCs, and you get beat 2 0, and then you turn it off so it resets and you go back to where you started from <laughs> you, again. Typical Judah, that is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely standard. So it's like short term. I'm, I'm, I'm not saving that. I'm not saving that 4 0 play. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah and they were all all new signings you had Onyege Texera Costa and Cavalera Cavalera so it's all four new signings who haven't had a pre-season that ends up being the midfield at the end of the game so there's no protection for the defence they get completely overrun by Barnsley lose 4-0 and then Zenga blames the players whereas the players or others might say hang on Zenga's got to look at himself here now we don't know what was said in the dressing room he may have he may have told the players look you know I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna say to the media for whatever reason um, and then gone from there but but to publicly denounce your players and say they gave up which is a stronger criticism as you can tell a player right especially to the likes of Connor Cody and Danny Barr and Stearman who you know give their all 100% all game there's no doubt about that so so to um, to uh, throw them under the bus like that it's, 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 a, it's a dodgy tactic to be honest is, is that something that, that maybe he's, he's doing on purpose well, trying to try I mean, and get maybe. a reaction from them maybe but you do it in the dressing room don't you I don't think you, you publicly denounce them in that way and embarrass them because like I said that's the strongest accusation you can level at a footballer a bit of a golden rule really for me you know you don't you don't say that well maybe I'm overreacting was it know. the fiery Italian thing was it just because it was immediately after the game no because he already had time to sort of calm down and he tends, think to calm, about... he tends to calm down a bit after the game I mean after he got, for the Burton game last Saturday, he got dragged away by the security guard at full time because he was about to about to go and make a beeline for the Burton goalkeeper. <laughs> we're we're expecting fire. We're expecting fireworks. It's classic Zenga. He's just brilliant to watch. We're expecting fireworks afterwards. Ten minutes after the game, and we ask him about the game. He's like, "Yeah, I'm disappointed, but you know, we played really well." Mm. Oh, what about the referee? Oh no, he's fine. He's fine. Um, I'll watch the replays, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he, he completely calms down. I think I think he's very. Um, Pointed in what he says to the media, but um, but no, he's not he's not heat at the moment. He can turn turn it on and off like that. I think. It's so far removed from Kenny Jackett, oh, yeah. who was literally wouldn't show emotion on the touchline. He would every answer would be so cool, calm, and, and collected. He'd back he'd back his players mm-hmm. at every opportunity. I think there's only once or twice he kind of he kind of said there wasn't enough effort from them, which is about as literally as strong as it got. Mm-hmm. He's a complete opposite in every way. I mean, Kenny Kenny set his teams up not to lose first and foremost particularly last season, which ended up, I guess, being his downfall in a way. But Wolves would never have lost 4-0 on Tuesday night if Kenny was in charge. He, you know, he would, he'd have players he'd rely on. He'd, he'd set up defensively not to lose. Wouldn't be as thrilling, but that's why Wolves didn't get relegated last year, in my opinion. So, but, but so like, Zenga's a complete opposite. But like, like Joe says, though, he's a fiery Italian. I mean, he comes in, he wears his heart on his, on his sleeve. He obviously cares about what's going on on the pitch. Now, whether that, you know, whether we should be saying that post-match or not, whether it's just, you know, him trying to let off a bit of steam, but it's just different. It's different and it's different, you know, continentally. I'm sure, you know, it's, it's completely different. Some of the managers do are a little bit stronger and, and they are, you know, happy to criticise the players. And I think that's just, just 
basically the way it is. Yeah, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I mean, we'll see how it works out in the coming months. I mean, you know, Jacket had a lot of deficiencies. If and, you look and at the top managers in the world, though, very few publicly slate their players. Yeah, it's very, it's very Especially, risky. I mean, how long's he been here? Six weeks or something? Yeah. It's early days mm. to well, be you need, you hanging need players to... out to dry. If you're gonna, and players don't respond well to it normally, do they? Exactly. If you want respect, you give respect. If you want trust, you give trust. It's, it's a two-way street. So if his players are going to respect him and trust him, you know, we're talking about players who are being dropped, rotated, frozen out. Um, some foreign lad on loan might have come in and taken their place. So, you know, they're already a bit, oh, I'm not, not sure about this. You know, I need to feel part of this. I need to feel part of something. And if Zenga's already maybe creating divisions between between him and them in that respect by publicly slagging them off, then it's very risky. Because they need they need to they need to respect him. And if he's if he's like shushing the Burton goalkeeper and starting an argument with everybody and um you know slagging off his own players in public, then you need you need you want your leaders to be to be calm, I suppose, and you, you yeah. don't want to see them fly off the handle more than you are. He needs to get the best out of his players, doesn't he? And, uh, the talent's there. We've seen that they it's not as if they've They've got 10 new players and they're all clueless and they don't know what they're doing. We've seen it come together, albeit in you know, fits and starts, but they have done done well away at Birmingham, let's say, you know, especially second half. They looked absolutely every you know, yeah, everything like. I'll just, I'll just put in there, they, mm. they, they were very good at Birmingham and they won 3-1, but they only had one new signing in the team, mm. John Daddy Bod Varson, who by all accounts has, has been the most successful signing so far. It's since he started introduced, he made seven changes on Saturday and he made five on Tuesday, trying to implement these new signings into yeah. the team. That's when we've seen the problems. But it wasn't just the, the new signings that, that, that weren't no. particularly good, were they? I mean, there were some old boys there I thought who were, who were pretty poor as yeah, well. Yeah, Jed Wallace and Jack Price had poor games. They and, were. But that's because those players are trying to get used to playing with the new players as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, think, all I talk about is team cohesion, isn't it? Every mm. single week on a podcast, I find a way to get in the phrase team cohesion. Well, look at Barnsley. But Barnsley, a prime <laughs> example, aren't they? Burn before that, team, they've got team cohesion, that's what they're about. Barnsley got momentum, they've come up through League One, they've had an unbelievable run. I think they're bottom of the table are in the relegation zone in Christmas and League yeah. One, flown up the division, won the Johnston's Paint Trophy last season, and they all know what they're doing. It's a typical 4-4-2, very, very English, very, very British. Everyone knows their job. And to be honest, mm. if you look at it before the game, realistically, you could see that result on the cards because everyone at Barnsley knows what they're about, yeah. whereas at Wolves, they, they're just lost. Yeah, we, we said beforehand how, how tough it was going to be, yeah. and, and you're right, Barnsley, complete opposite to Wolves, they've gone about it in a very different way as well, in the in the way that they've they've recruited players. I mean, I think you, you were saying earlier, their team probably cost less than Cavalero. Yeah, yeah it would have, won't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, were, if you weren't of a Wolves persuasion, it, it was great to see Barnsley, you know, everybody knowing they were doing proper momentum, playing with confidence, playing direct, fast football, um, fans completely on board, it's kind of where Wolves were at Blues a few weeks ago. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easily turns around. If Wolves won on Tuesday, they'd be in the playoffs. Mm. So all these people maybe even questioning, you know, how long, how long has Enger's got left? It's far too soon to be talking about that kind of stuff. You know, he's got a huge, huge, very difficult job on his hands. You ask any manager to implement 12 new players into a squad in a league that you've never managed in before, in a country you've never managed in before, a lot of the players in the same boat in that regard. Um, and no pre-season when I mean, he was appointed five yeah. days for the start of the season to, to, and, and in the relentless championship where you're playing a game every three or four days it's a huge ask to bring that together quite quickly it's, it's, it's not going to happen in my eyes it's going to take some time we judge him at Christmas I think I agree with that 100% the only thing that would worry me is Zenga saying before he wants to rotate his players and he can see players playing 20 games a season or something is that right? Yeah because then you, then I don't believe you will get the cohesion you need well he started he started to change tack on Tuesday I mean he's he's learning oh, as well right. on Tuesday he was kind of saying I don't know my best 11 yet 
And that's why I'm trying these players out in matches. Because he said, you don't learn that much on the training ground. You only learn really about players during a match. Yeah. So he's got these new players, needs to find out about them, so he's putting them in the team. Um, and, they're, and, they're, and they're not match fit yet, and they're not match sharp, and they're not used to the championship. So you can see where all the problems have come mm. from. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Wolves were looking pretty good, so it can easily switch around again. Of I, don't think, I don't think anyone should panic at this stage. And, and, and fair enough. I mean, what a, what a great game to, to start a decent run again away in Newcastle. Well, I, th- I think we said the other night, do you know what? It is the worst game on paper. Newcastle won 6-0 on Tuesday. But they go there with absolutely no expectations. Everybody will be expecting Newcastle to win and probably to win comfortably. So after two games, they were expected to win at home and didn't. I say they go there with no expectations away from Molyneux. Give it a go. Give it a go. You never know what happens. I, I, th- I think they'll probably lose, but... Um, I don't, think, I don't think it's the worst game they could have at this stage, to be honest. And we're going to do a little bit of a, a little bit of a game. I, I guess we can we can start bringing it in. A game. A little bit of a game. A little bit of a game. Yeah, it's, it's my hit or miss game. So I'm going to give you some players. I like to say you come up with that. We'll talk a couple, couple of nights. <laughs> and um, I'm not talking about like obviously it's called hit or miss. So. Pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to give you a, a new player who's coming to the team. You're going to tell me whether you think they're a hit or you think they're a miss. Is there, and any, why. Is there, is there any middle ground? Um, there's, there's, there's no middle ground. That's why I want hit or miss. You can say meh if you <laughs> maybe just meh. Guys, really <laughs> So I'm not going to give you like John Daddy Bodvarsson because obviously he's been a hit, right? Okay, but I'm going to give you some people who are fringy. All right, do you, do you understand fringy? Is that your word, is it? No, it's a kind of American word. If oh, you, here we go. So we're judging these players from ever been a hit or a miss after about three games. Yeah, so far, like, what, oh, what, right. you, what, you, you know, what are your thoughts? I'm saying initial thoughts, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to be like that at the end of the season, but, you know, initial thoughts and what you've seen, I'm sure, you know, you've seen, you know, maybe three or four games have started, that, whether they've been a hit or a miss. Is this yeah. how you're managing champ manager as well? <laughs> Do you give yourself a little quiss? <laughs> hit, hit or miss after five games. Power off, <laughs> reset, reset. <laughs> Helder Costa, hit or miss? Oh, this is. Oh, I, don't, I don't like this at all. No, oh, you've got it. Well, he's, he's not. He's not a hit yet, is he? So you've got to say miss. He's. he's um, I don't like his diving. He's done a few dives. He looks very lightweight. He's looked a lot better off the bench than he has starting. So he's one, and this will probably be a recurring theme throughout this quiz that um, that <laughs> needs games to get up to speed and get used to the championship. Prince Oniege. Um, one good game, one bad. So, meh. Was that, was that the middle one? <laughs> no, meh, meh. <laughs> no, he looks like he's got all the attributes. He's tall, he's quick, he gets in the box. Um, he's, gone, he's gone missing a bit in games, but, you know, it's, it's such early days for him. He's a big boy though, isn't he? He's a big boy. He's, he's got the potential. I think they just need to work out where to play him. Um, do, you, do you play him maybe nearer the front man, maybe, than, bo- than more box-to-box? Because he's not been great at covering uh, defensive positions at this point. So, I think there's a lot more to come from him. So we have one miss and one meh. Yeah. Zhao Teixeira. Oh, that's t- oh, that's tough as well. I'm saying I'm not. It's not an easy game. I'm not. I didn't never said it was going to be easy, did I? At the start. <laughs> Bloody mastermind this is. So hard. Uh, he started really well against Reading. Mm. Reading just like let him play mm. with the ball. Basically, if you give if you give him if you give him space, right and time, um, he's a fantastic footballer to watch. But I think teams have very quickly worked him out. If you close him down, you stop him being creative stopping looking for those passes, then um, then he's going to find it a bit tougher. So he, he needs to change his game a little bit. But we saw when he came on on Tuesday night, 
one minute after he come on, that little pass going over to Bod Varson. Did you see that? Yeah. You listen to me. No, I'm listening to you. That, um, I was reading what I'm going to say next, but carry that, on. Like, gorgeous little chip over the defence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that could be 1 0. It could have been 1 0. Different minute. game. I think, I think it's about 64 minutes. If they'd, if they'd have buried that, mm. Bod Varson, mm. it's a different game altogether, isn't it? I, I, do, I do like him. Again, I think they need to find their role for him because he looked good on the wing against Reading, not so good in, in centre midfield. So, meh. As do, you they th- say. Do, you, do you think his best role. Ideally, would be just in behind the striker, mm, I was just almost like that. a free roll kind of thing. Where he doesn't have to track back, but you know you can play, but only with playing one up front. No, he's got work right there. He will track back, but we saw for the first goal on Saturday, uh, Barnsley's right back or right winger just cut inside. He like stuck a token leg out like that, and he glided past him, played it in for the goal. He's not. He's not going to. His work right there. He'll run, but he's he's not a defender. So I think you want him. You want him away from that. And if they could float in behind Bud Bud Varson, there'd be a bit of potential there. Now the impossible, I'm giving you the impossible task now, harder than hit, miss or meh, is trying to get into Zenga's head and see what team he's going to play. Now personally, if I was him, I'd look back onto where they play best, which was Birmingham City, and maybe go back to your English roots and uh, with, with a couple of new signings rather than this, this huge turnaround. Do you feel that you know he's going he's gonna to change, change tact here or do you think it's just going to be more of the same and we yeah. don't know six or seven <clears throat> no, until you, we get there? You can't go to St James's Park and, and start trying to and open up and start trying to play football on this occasion. I don't think Newcastle scored 18 or 17 sorry in six games. So I think I've just I was just just predicting the team actually for tomorrow's paper upstairs. I think he'll call on a couple of like reliable faces. I think also David was brought in Someone who you t- really? you tell him what to do and he does it and he's not going to go wandering off and he's not going to shirk any challenges. He's going to work hard. I think Zenga needs to find out which plays he can trust and which ones he can rely on because there's very few at the moment that you could put in that bracket. So I think we'll see him brought back in. I think we'll see the defence maybe altered a little bit. Um, maybe Onyege might start again, but I think he'll maybe bring in, uh, I think Joe Mason will start. Cavalera might start again, but... For me, Edwards, maybe even George Savile might be brought in. You know, they're not the kind of sexy, glamorous, marquee signings that Wolves fans have been so excited about all summer. Um, and they might not have a box of tricks, but you know, you, you ask them to stick to a game plan and mm. they do it. And that's what Wolves have got to do on Saturday. Score predictions Newcastle United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Joe Massey. 3 1, Newcastle. Tim Spears. Are they. Are, I think they'll lose two one. I think I think it's too much to ask. Newcastle. You think look, it'd be that close? Yeah, two one. It's this is just classic football, though, isn't it? You, you you get a huge reaction from your players, and Newcastle will turn up thinking it's a walkover, and it just it never happens like that. That's my basis for it, anyway. Um, <laughs> look on your face. Can't see that. No, I think I think they'll score. I think they'll keep it tighter. Mm. I think I think he'll close up his midfield because he's been far too open. Um, the you know the quality's there. We've seen them defend well for the majority of the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. Th- I'm going to. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say three-one. Um, but I think it'll be an improved display, and it wouldn't surprise me if they if they get beat on on Saturday and then go and win the, the cup match on the Tuesday Comple- night. Completely agree. Which you know, look in the in the grander scheme of things, if they can if they can go there and win on Tuesday night, yes, it's not the league, but it'll give them a little bit of a you know a positive mindset going into in games against Wigan and Norwich. Well, I'm more excited about Tuesday's game actually because I think we'll see the likes of Roman Sace who we haven't seen yet, mm. Silvio, Ola John, mm. we haven't even seen him on the bench mm. yet. Mm-hmm. Nua Dicko might be back. He's played I think three games now, so maybe he'll be given a run out. Oh, they'll they'll all be going there with a the point to prove uh in front of a quieter crowd in front of a, a changed Newcastle team. I'm I'm looking forward to that game to be honest. Fearing the worst for Saturday, but we'll see. 
Thank you very much, boys. Uh, let's move on to, to West Brom. Now, we sat here last week. Obviously, you didn't hear it last week, but we did We did chat about West Brom for a good 15 minutes, did 20 minutes. Know? Did it really happen? I mean, there's, there's just... There's I no think you put a this. curse on it just because you weren't there. You were willing us to do badly, and then it just got so, you know... How bit of witchcraft, you? How bit of witchcraft, and then all I'm of a sudden... fully supportive of all podcast-related activities. That is unbelievable. Incredible. Um, so we thought, because... Obviously, there's a dreadful transfer window. Problems all over. Problems with the fans. Problems with the players. Tony Pulis not happy. Just the type of game. Bournemouth away where they'll go and get a 1-0 win because that's what West Brom do. That's what West Brom do. Backs against the wall. Hopefully, like what, what, what they'll do against Newcastle Wolves on, on Saturday. And they'll go and get a draw. They'll get a win. And, and, you know, like they did against Palace first game of the season. So, 1-0 defeat at Bournemouth. Uh, things aren't looking good, are they? Joe? Not at all. I mean, Albion, most boring club in the Premier League, they got slightly interesting, didn't they, last week? That's why we spoke about them for so long, because is it John Williams, the new chairman? Yeah. He came out and said, oh, we've done really well, we've got our five sign-ins, and then it was last week, Tony Pulis said, yeah, we've got five sign-ins, but I basically didn't want them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking about that, weren't we, how Robson Carney and how desperate that was. So it did get slightly interesting because of Pulis' comments. They went to Bournemouth, and from what I understand, that is where the away fans turned on Pulis for the first time this season. I think he's got quite a lot of stick at home for sort of the brand of football he plays. Sure. Um, but that was the first time the away fans really turned on him. And now it's a question whether it looks like a takeover is going to happen this week, uh, be confirmed this week, and looks like we're going to have to see whether Pulis stays because he looks like a man who probably wants to leave the club. It's obviously not good at the moment. It's not It's not good to watch. They, they, they face West Ham on, on Saturday. Now, I think... And Matt said the same last week that whether they get beat, draw or win at Bournemouth, this will be the game where if something goes wrong, then it could be the turning point. We actually think maybe the turning point was last weekend at Bournemouth, like you say, the away fans. But if they do get beat to West Ham, West Ham on the back of that shocking 4-2 loss against yeah. against Watford that no one saw really 2-0 up. You look back at half-time or 30 minutes gone, you're thinking, well, that's guaranteed home win. They conceded four, which was a bit of a shock in the new stadium. But they come to the Hawthorns now um, obviously, out of the Europa League as well, on the back of a on the back of a Premier League, you know, whooping a home team against Bournemouth. I mean, they're going to be up for it, aren't they? Well, they've got. I think they've got the, the potential to really hand out a thrashing. I don't. I don't know if you saw the highlights of their game against Watford. Yeah. But <clears throat> some of the football they played. But it was because of that football I mean, they lost, wasn't it? That's what no, Troy no, Deeney said. <clears throat> no, it was. But you can't see you can't see Albion doing what Watford did. For example, no, that's true. So they've, they've got to be. Yeah. I think first goal is hugely important. If Albion get it and hold on for like a gritty one 0 win, it might not be what the fans want mm. in one in one way. But yeah, they need points on the board. I think before they really get sucked into a relegation battle. But if, if West Ham score full of confidence, Payet off his game, mm-hmm. um, you can see him give a bit of a routing. But I just don't see where Albion's goals are coming from. I think Berahin had a bit bit of a stinker last weekend. And Missed some good chances, didn't they? Pulis was basically Pulis saying, you know, we haven't we haven't had him as a player for like a year, eighteen months. That relationship's really difficult, oh. isn't it? It's oh. worse. There's, there's no relationship there now. I'm amazed he's still at the club. It's incredibly mismanaged for for people who get paid a lot a lot more money, you know, further up the club. For for me to for them to be in this position, I really feel for the fans. And it annoys me every time that he says talks about Berahino and he goes, We've got to get side of fit. Every time it's got to get side of fit. Sorry, he's gone on the he's gone to the preseason tour. You pride yourself on being the fittest club and the fittest team in the Premier League. Okay, skill wise, definitely not, but you know, your guys can run for 90 minutes. He's been there, he's gone on the preseason, he's gone to Austria, he's gone to Holland, wherever they've gone, he's done exactly the same as the rest of the players, so why is he not fit? He is fit. He's just he's just that's his go-to. It really frustrates me. 
God, I'd love to see you in a Pulis press conference. Bring that up. <laughs> well, I'm just That's saying. Rant, well, it? if I say a question, he'll be out the door. He normally stands there, just two questions, and then walks out again. God, this is up there with Ricky Lambert. This is Judas. Judas going off on one. Oh, yeah, Ricky Lambert watch. How's that going? How many goals has he scored so far? Oh, do you know what? He came really close to scoring at Norwich. Did he? Really, he hit the bar. Yeah, he oh, played, played really, really well. One second, yeah. hit the bar. Yeah. So, so he scored zero so far. Yeah, but he only five, so what's your problem? Um, yeah, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, it's Ricky Lambert. Watch, I've had a little bet with Mr. Spears that he scores five or less this season. If he scores more than five goals, and he won't because he's horrendous <laughs> in any 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 Championship, Premier League, or whatever. Again, again with the Lambert bashing, this is absolutely no chance. In no chance whatsoever that's happening. Then I do owe him Costas for the rest Too of the tall rest of next season. Yeah, 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 I think it was the bet. As long as you give me an extra chewing gum. You still haven't offered them around, by the way. We're, we're being professional in the middle of the podcast, so I don't think it's right to chew. Um, West Ham versus West Brom. Score prediction. Bearing in mind, incredibly, the bookies have West Brom favourites in this one. 7-5 yeah. to five, West Brom, 9-5. to five, Sorry, Baggies West at home. Ham. Baggies at home, yeah. 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 West, West Brom v, v West Ham at the Hawthorns. Joe Massey. No, we'll start off with you, Tim. It's a 2-0 away win. 2-0 away win. Mm-hmm. And, and Pulis outs chance around... Not, I'm not sure to be honest I mean you know I, I, well, I haven't been to Baggy's game since Wolves last played him so I don't, I, 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 I don't know will, will they turn on him will they not I, I don't know but it's certainly going that way isn't it so nil two for you I think he's, I think he's he's got to be favourite to be first manager sack this season right they won't sack him because he's out of contract at the end of the season there's no point in sacking him but if they're going to be in a relegation battle if they're going to be if they're going to be in a relegation battle they might as well have Tony Pulis yeah but if he's lost the dressing room and lost the fans has he lost the dressing room no he hasn't lost the dressing room has he he's got I so see you, you got Steve Bruce wherever he is sunning himself on holiday waiting in the wings. But Steve Steve Bruce doesn't guarantee you're going to stay up. Pulis guarantees you're going to stay up more than I think Steve it's looking Bruce. nice that way though, isn't it? If after you, 20 games, you know what it's like though. It's toxic atmosphere. The fans booing him every game. Pulis out. Pulis out. That, that, that can't. If it gets to that stage, that, yeah, you know, that, that can't go on, can it? So so the opinion of the fans is pretty important in this in this regard. You know, he needs to keep him on side. It is, but after 20 games of a Premier League season, if you're struggling down the bottom and you sat your manager, if you could get someone in, you'd probably want to get in Tony Pulis. So the fact they've got Tony Pulis and he's out of contract at the end of the season so we don't have to pay him off, it'll pro- I'd imagine he'll stay throughout. Oh, you massive prediction. I was going to say 2-0 West Ham. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised he dropped Rondon against Bournemouth uh, probably international break wasn't it yeah he didn't come out of Venezuela Post so he came back that's why oh right and that's why yeah, that's why he played Marino yeah. yeah but also just say and this is relevant to Wolves as well we don't know what the new owner's going to be like are they going to be patient are they going to, st- are they going to stick with him are they going to be like hiring fire owners you know as soon as the takeover's confirmed it's like their first mm-hmm. first outlay of cash going to be to sack yeah. Tony Pulis I mean you know we don't know do we 50-50 isn't it they even might, might want to learn sort of Premier League ropes and if they're going to do that they might as well stick with them well they've got to wait till January to do something so if they want to, want to make a statement the only, the only statement they're going to make is by is by changing the manager isn't it so we'll see um, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw in this one I don't think I think Albion will will score and I think it'll probably be even Stevens come the end of the day which I guess is will appease the fans to a certain extent um, I would do hit and miss with the Albion players but they haven't signed anyone so um, we won't do that <laughs> it's good banter isn't it uh, okay Warsaw uh, Joe, you were Bristol Rovers Tuesday night. I mean, for me, they needed a result. They needed some kind of a, a positive result to, to come back to come back to West Midlands with, them. And, and they got one. They got a point. Yeah, they got a point. The way points always good, isn't it? Um, it was a game that completely summed up Walsall's season. First half, completely in control, dominated possession, took the lead um, for a brilliant Oz Tuma strike. And then I don't know if you've seen it or not, but they had the most blatant appeal from a penalty. I haven't seen it. Um, that was turned down. Absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson went through one on one. Defenders tripped him, and somehow 
the referee hasn't given it. To make matters worse, straight Bristol Rovers gone straight up the other end. Adam Chambers has committed a foul outside the box, which the referee has deemed inside the box. Penalty oh. to Bristol Rovers, 1-1. One, one. Can, can I just intervene there? Were you close to tears at this point? Oh, man, I was <laughs> me, me and Steve Maidley, uh, former Albion reporter for the Express and Star, were at the Wolves game. Oh, he's, he's, he's covering it for uh, other publications now. And uh, we were following <laughs> your tweets, quite a boring moment, the first half. And Steve just turned to me, and he said, is Joe okay? <laughs> I wasn't okay, mate. I threw my pen, it hit someone in the stand. No way. Gutted. Well, that was some, really good. Some, some poor bystander. Some, some pain punter. Yeah. You threw your pen? I would have loved to see you get taken out of the ground. I would have loved to see you squatted out of the ground. That would have been absolutely brilliant. That's hilarious. You threw your pen? I was fuming, mate. I was absolutely fuming. Why did you throw it? I just like, threw it out of rage. I just couldn't believe in the penalty. It was an absolutely the shocking the, decision. What did the rest of the press box do? We were all up in arms. All the Warsaw side, we were all, all up in arms. Oh, so a barrage of bicks around the yeah, stands. Yeah, typically I went too far again, yeah. But oh. it really was, you need to see it. It's the most blatant penalty you've ever seen. It's a shocking, shocking decision. <laughs> what have you done for assault? <laughs> Go on to Bristol <laughs> Police. You were there first. But yeah, I mean, like I said, they stopped the rot. I mean, they really needed a result and they've got a difficult, difficult game, haven't they? Now, top of the table, Bolton, undefeated in League One this season. I mean, <sighs> so it's, it's going to be a hard one. It is going to be a difficult one. Just touching on that Bristol Rovers game, second half Rovers absolutely dominated, um, which is the issue of Wolfsaw this season. They're playing really well for sort of 40, 45 minutes, but then they can't keep it going. Um, and that's what they need to do now. They need to sort of, you're never going to control a game for 90 minutes, but they need to sort of push it towards 60, 65, 70 mm -hmm. minutes if they can. And yeah, Bolton's going to be really, really difficult. They're unbeaten, they're top of League One. They, they won the first four games, but they've started since. They've drawn the last three 1-1. Um, but traditionally Walsall have done better against the bigger sides in the division so they've got a chance um, and uh, I spoke to Aaron Oztoom after that Bristol Rovers game he came out with a really nice line he said that he feels they're inches away from being a great side just inches I spoke to Kieran Morris about that today and he said the same thing they feel they're really close from being, a great, from being a great side from being a great side you, in terms you, of League One do you agree with that? Uh, yeah it's just this business of keeping it going and maintaining these performance levels because they were as good as as good as they could be in the first half against Bristol Rovers and they've shown it a lot this season um, but the difference between the first half and the second half was staggering I mean Bristol Rovers were by completely the better side so if they can maintain their performance levels they've got every chance but they've got to start doing it because otherwise they're in trouble tough uh, tough ask against Bolton a lot of good players in that team well James Henry obviously one James Henry alone from Wolves yeah how's he done? Uh, he's followed him a little bit I, I, I don't think goals or assists wise no I, I no, don't know so far he's been playing though but he'll do, he'll do he's far too good for that league when he gets up and running but they've got they've, were you saying Zach Clough might be fit as well Zach Clough yeah attacking midfielder he's only 21 but he's a talented player isn't mm. he they've still got Prattley in midfield as well have they? he's injured right yeah he's injured I mean we know, we know what we're going to get Phil Parkinson knows league one probably better than any other manager he's at Bradford last season I think his team had the most clean sheets in the football league He's pinched Jamie Proctor from Bradford. He's going to stick him up front. Big target, man. To be honest, it's everything Walsall aren't. Direct with a six foot three, six foot four centre forward. It's going to be completely two different styles. Um, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Obviously, Bradford got the bragging rights last season, but it'd be great for John Whitney to get a bit of revenge this year. But it's going to be a tough game. How is he, Whitney? Because obviously everything was kind of on a crest of a wave last year. Players that he knew very well. Um, and he did a great job very different circumstance this time around and it's it, I guess you know it's his first real big test isn't it what's what's his demeanour like uh, oh he's exactly the same he's missed enthusiastic Mr Brilliant. Positive there's no one all like be more happy and more enthusiastic and work harder than John Whitney and the reason why it was so nice to hear Ross Toom say what he said about him being inches away is because that that's what Whitney's been saying every week basically yeah. we're close we're close we're close so it's nice to know that 
Ozatuma on Tuesday and Morris has also said it today. So that's all, they're all singing off the same hymn sheet. The, the spirit in the camp is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Whitney has got a lot. He has got a lot of stick on Twitter um, last couple of weeks. Um, but so to be honest, that's sort of a vacuum of fifteen to twenty people who are who probably want him out. To be fair, but you speak to the vast majority of Warsaw fans, and they're behind him. They understand this a project. And don't get me wrong, everyone knows results need to turn because they haven't won since opening day of the season. But most people are happy, uh, well are willing to give him the time to get it done, get it sorted. I'm giving you my hit or miss. You ready? Joe, you're going to really enjoy this. It's a great game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was honestly, like, oh. honestly, these lot come out with nothing all week and they introduce a little game and they get slated. Andreas Macris, hit or miss? Um, what's the noise I have to make if it's not? A meh. <laughs> it's a meh. 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 Yeah, I'm going meh. Uh, Macris. M-E-H. Record signing. Yeah. Uh, break, breaking some sort of 20-year... Um, 1975 Warsaw last uh, spent the kind of money spent on Matt because he's done it's done okay he's got three assists so far he looks a little bit like he's still adjusting to English football because he was brought in from Cyprus um, came off on Tuesday night of a virus he looked he did look off the pace I don't know it's, it, is, it is a meh he, he needs time I think Simeon Jackson he's been a hit he's done really well um, excellent movement up front he really knows how to play a lone striker role he's got three goals where he would say with Simeon Jackson is he's had some big chances that he's missed also a 3-0 up against Barry he had two one-on-ones which he missed um, and against Bristol Rovers on Tuesday night I think it was when Walsall 1-0 up Ostuma played him in and he sort of scuffed a shot straight at the keeper's legs big big chances but then if he was going to take every chance he probably wouldn't be playing in League 1 would he so you, you expect that from a League 1 striker but he's done overall he's done well but he could have done better Frank Musa. Too injury plagued to really say at the moment. Slow start to his Warsaw career. Talented player, um, Derek Bish, our deputy editor. He loves him from when he was at South End. But to be honest, he's barely played. Um, don't know what his best position is yet, whether it's left wing, right wing, or in a number 10 role. Miss so far, but. Yeah, you're going to miss. Come but, on. It's okay to say miss is okay. You can still say that. Hopefully they turn it around, but at the moment, yeah. it's a miss. Yeah, so, at the moment, I'd say miss. When they signed him. From what the production they got so far, whether he's been on the pitch or off the pitch, he's a miss, right? Yeah, I'd say. I miss. know you don't like to be critical, but he's a miss. All right, all right, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Okay, tough to one. be honest, as far as Bish, Bish is concerned, we're having to get Bish on the podcast in a little while because he's a great character, deputy sports editor, proper Cockney, South End. <laughs> but any anyone who's left South End and gone on to play somewhere else, he just absolutely loves them. Freddie Eastwood, absolutely yeah, he loves, loves him. Freddie Eastwood. It's ridiculous, best, best striker <laughs> yeah. England's ever seen. Daniel so, Bentley, the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. Adam who should be in the England squad. Jack Payne, Dominic Iorfa, Ricky Otto, Michael Kitely. Oh my goodness. This, this is how he spends his day. It's just like eulogising over these. So yeah. These Talks about South End a lot, doesn't he? Bless him. Bless him. It's okay. Bless no worries. Um, last one, Florent Cuvelier. Miss. Big um, miss. Big miss all round, really, in the sense that he's barely kicked a ball. I've never seen... Um, I didn't see Cuvelier play for Walsall when he was on loan two years two or three years ago now mm. he actually kept them up one year he scored the goal that sort of retained their league one status um, from what I was told when he was at Walsall first time around he's one of the best midfielders in league one which makes sense because he's been at Stoke and teams like that much bigger clubs have shown interest in him but he's played 24 games in three years and he's barely featured since arriving he's no doubt he's a talented lad no doubt he would be a massive boost to Walsall if he was playing but he hasn't played simple as that Walsall knew they were signing a player who was massively injury prone and he's not featured so you have to say miss 
So, like I say, going to Bolton, I mean, fantastic to get a positive result, wasn't it? I mean, just to just to keep that little bit of momentum going. Uh, where do you see it, Tim? Uh, Warsaw versus Bolton. I say, I say, two one away win. I think Bolton got Bolton got too much for Warsaw. I'll leave the last one to you. I shall say Warsaw nil, Bolton nil. Nice. I'm going to go one one score draw. So nobody's predicted a win for Warsaw, Albion, or Wolves this weekend. Good weekend, uh, that uh, yeah. Should we get on the treble now? We have to, <laughs> obviously, that's going to happen. That was your ENS positive football podcast going to the weekend. Um, yeah, we're just going to finish off with some uh, a few bits of the, from the mailbag, guys. A few questions. Um, I'll speak to Tim first. Tim, where is Olin, Ola John and Romain Sass? I don't know where Olin is. But, <laughs> I don't know where he is. Where's Ola John and Romain Sass? Where are they? Ola John, Romain, Romain who? Sass, Sass. Sass. Well, how, do you know, how do you know how do you know you pronounce it? Uh, that's Mikey Burrows. Oh, Ryan's Mikey and everything, does it? Wolves comment yes, Wolves commentator who's, okay. in, who's interviewed him. Yes, okay. he does know. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, they're both they're both injury free. They're fit, but not match fit, as they say. So it's the same with Silvio as well, who we still haven't seen. I think Zenga, despite what we've been talking about is reluctant to bring too many new signings in. He's not going to introduce a team of 11, is he? So I think he's just been holding these guys back and I think we can expect to see them on Tuesday at Newcastle, personally. Although, having said that, Borthwick Jackson did nothing and then and then he just started him out of nowhere last weekend. I was going to say, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if Sass comes in and all of a sudden Sace. he's... You can, you can be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> if he comes straight in and he's just... Flowing around in front of the back four on Saturday. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't completely surprise well, I hope me. So, because because you know the attributes we know of him. Well, this guy's supposed to be, um, supposed to be quality, right? Well, he was Angers' best player of the year in League One last season, voted Player of the Year. So, so you know, one of the best players in League in League. Uh, sorry, in France, um, and he models his game on Sergio Busquets and sits sits in front of the back Push four. Us. So shut up. So uh, so that so that's exactly what Wolves need right now, mm-hmm. isn't it? So yeah, I chuck him in if if he can play ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, he can play 70, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Joe Massey, question for you. He's, this is Mark from Warsaw. I'm really worried we're going to go down. Don't hold out much hope. Can you seriously see us going down? No. Definitely not? Definitely not. Too much quality in the squad. Overall, there's, that'll be fine. Yeah, there's, they're not... They're not in a relegation battle yet, Warsaw. I think it's, I think it's I think it'd be unfair to say they are. It's only, they've only played seven games in League One. Um, long, there's a long, long way to go, and the truth is, League One, you, you don't know what it's going to be like after 35 games. There's still about six points will separate probably 17th and sixth. So, way too early, I'd say to Mark from Walsall, was it? Yeah. I'd say we've got likes of Kieran Morris, Aaron Ostuma, Simeon Jackson, Bakayoko. Walsall have got enough, but they do need to click. Tim, not sure about Walter yes. Zenger. He's too emotional for my liking. Is this, is this you talking? Here? No, it's not me. It's not me talking. Right, okay, I put, sorry, put the yeah. questions out to say. <laughs> I like Walter Zenger, but not sure about Walter Zenger. A bit too emotional. Kenny was great, but at least sorry, he wasn't great. But at least he had a level head after the game. Do you do you think this is worrying? I think I think he's got to be careful because because the players have got to respect him, and if and if he's if he's it's, 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 it's the same same in any walk of life. If if you see your boss losing the plot. Then you know you might be like, oh, I'm not not sure about this. You know, you need to respect them, you need to trust them. But that's the way that's the way he is. You know, he's not going to change his spots now. Fifty six years old, been a manager for twenty years. He's fiery. He's, he's passionate. He's emotional. You know, these these were 
these were points that we were saying were, were positives in the first few games when they were coming from 2-0 down at mm. Rotherham mm. Uh, winning at Blues etc etc you know the fiery the, emo- the emotion and the passion was, was great and now and now because they've lost one game suddenly it's a weakness so it's, it's, it's just the way it is it's, it's, the, it's the Zenga bus that we're all we've all got to ride are you riding the Zenga bus in Newcastle? I'm in the front row yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what what do you mean? Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you've got a little four-day, four-day bender. I've heard. It's not going to be a bender. Pipe, pipe down. Well, you'll be around as well, won't you? You're knocking around. Um, I'm going to partake in in in, an, in a beverage or two, or maybe on Saturday night to celebrate a little, little Wolverhampton win. We've well, already predicted they're going to lose three-one. So what are you I'm about? just hedging my bets. Uh, so yeah, Wolves are staying up basically in Newcastle. No point in them coming back. So, so will they train? Will they train on the Monday? Then will they? We, I don't know the arrangements, but yeah, I would gather so. Well, You're speaking they'll, to they'll, Zenga tomorrow. Yeah? There'll be uh, yeah, Zenga's put his press conference back to Friday. Um, today. Oh yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, they'll be training every day. If if if, if Zenga's anything to go by, I mean, they're supposed to be off on Wednesday and weren't. So whether they'll get Sunday or Monday off, where they're training, I'm not sure. But we'll find out the details tomorrow, hopefully. Gents, thank you very much. Uh, Joe, That's anything right. to add? Are you happy? Happy, mate. Yeah, happy. happy. Looking forward to the weekend. Tim, I think me. I think due to me and you should scarf before Joe starts throwing pens at us. Today. <laughs> so I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned now. He's looking quite. He's, he's got a blue beak in front of him. I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a bit worried for my safety. We're, we're going to get out of here before before the pens start flying. Podcast at expressandstar.co.uk. Please email us. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you soon. <laughs>